This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill, and you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Miles spins, stays on his feet at the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. Number five, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got the wood right here. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the, well, the, I the got, listeners. Well, I got flustered. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson. Feeling good after a big weekend, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Are you fired up? Boy, lots of... We had a lot of sports, didn't we, over the weekend? There was a lot going on. We had Bullpup basketball, season and home openers on Friday night. The Bullpup split with Andover. We had Mac College basketball on Saturday afternoon. The college football playoff was coming to a close. We get to Sunday. We find out the final four teams. The Kansas City Chiefs go to Foxborough, the place that all hopes and dreams go to die. And they beat Tom Brady and pummeled him down into the dirt and the cold, cold, frozen turf at Foxborough and Gillette Stadium. What a weekend, Steve. Yeah, it really was. And uh, uh, the Chiefs yesterday, uh, that, that was just a, that was a, a great day for Kansas City. The final score was 23-16. Should have never been that close. Uh, the Chiefs dominated that game. They kind of let New England back in. They had a special teams mistake that allowed a block punt, and they gave up a touchdown right after that. But the Kansas City defense is seemingly getting better every week. It's really interesting. The offense has taken some steps back, but the defense has taken some step forward. So it's more of a complete team now than it was early in the year when it was all offense and you just prayed the defense could hold teams under 30. Steve, we have a lot of things to talk about, but before we dive into this Chiefs win at New England, I want to let Mitch Holtis walk us through the final play, walk us through the win, because we'll bring him up here again here in a moment, but I want to let him paint the picture for everybody first because I thought he nailed the final call. Well, as usual, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything less, but this was from last night, New England's final play, fourth down, to try and tie the game. Brady, a long count here, trying to give a hand signal to Edelman. Takes the snap, chief spring pressure. Left side throw, and it's broken up in the end zone! Broken up in the end zone! A quarter route to Edelman! Knocked down by Brashad Breland! Five yards deep in the end zone! The Chiefs hold on downs at the five-yard line! And the Kansas City Chiefs have done what some thought was not possible. They have beaten the New England Patriots by a score of 23-16. to The Chiefs have beaten New England for the second time in Foxborough in the last three seasons. And now, with the Oakland loss today, your Kansas City Chiefs are the AFC West champions again. Back to back to back to back. 
It has never happened in the 60-year history of the Dallas Texans slash Kansas City Chiefs. Whoo! And that's the fact, Jack. Back to back to back to back. There you go. There you go. Well, Steve, I wanted to let you lead off why I wanted to give you a chance before talking about this and, and Mitch Holtis and your conversation with him on Friday night inside the roundhouse before he went back to Kansas City, got on a plane, and I guess wasn't on the same plane as the Chiefs' equipment <laughs> on, on the way to Boston. But I wanted to let you tell the people your conversation with the voice of the Chiefs. Well, I've known Mitch for a long time. Of course, you know, his wife's from McPherson, Tammy Johnson, a Wall of Famer in her own right. Her dad, Willie Johnson, uh, has been on the Wall of Fame committee for 15 years since he moved to Wichita uh, to, re- you know, to a retirement place. Um uh, you know, Willie was is no longer on the committee, so we honored him for being on the committee for 15 years. So Mitch came down with Tammy and Evie, of course, was here, and and I and you know I've seen Mitch many times. So we talked right after uh, right after the games, and and he, the first thing he said to me, I, of course, I asked him how are the Chiefs feeling going into Sunday, and he says, I have never seen a Chiefs team more confident going into Foxborough than this Chiefs team. They feel like they have the game plan to win. They feel like they can frustrate Brady, which they did, and he. Uh, he says this team's trending in the right direction. You know they had that great start, 4-0. Then they kind of stumbled. They, I think they lost four or five in the middle. Now they've won uh, three in a row, or either three or four. I think it's three in a row uh, that they've won. Uh, but they're really playing good football right now. And like I said, uh, Mitch. of course, Mitch did all his Mitch things. He started breaking down 85% plays on third. You know, he was doing all that. He had all his facts and figures he was rattling off and – of course, a lot of it goes over my head, but uh, he was so excited about this game on Sunday. He just, I mean, he says, we know we can win this game on Sunday. Kansas City went into Foxborough and beat the Patriots. The Patriots have now lost three of five. And like Mitch said, the template is now kind of out on how to beat the Patriots. They don't Blitz have... Blitz everybody on defense. It's You don't have Rob Gronkowski anymore to bail you out. They don't run the football very much, which to me that I don't understand. Steve's good friend Sony Michelle. Yeah, five I, carries for eight yards. I started Sony Michelle my <laughs> fantasy football league because they were playing the Chiefs and he carried five times. He'd been averaging about twenty carries a game, but you know why they did not run the they they ran for over almost five yards a carry, but yet they just decided to try to throw it every down. But Tom Brady is forty two years old. Nobody beats Father Time. I know that better than anybody on the golf That's course. That's true. You, whew. I lost, man, I lost 10 yards off the tee yesterday somewhere, and I can't find it. But anyway, um, Tom Brady doesn't have that elite receiver. Julian Edelman, who used to be like his number three or four guy, is his top receiver. The Chiefs doubled him. Do you really have a lot of faith in Mohamed Sanu or Philip Dorsett? I, I, I mean, I don't. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. He I had mean, a touchdown wiped off the do board. Do you think now they wish they hadn't cut Antonio Brown or got rid of Josh Gordon? Because right now this is a Patriots offense that is just spinning its wheels. I think the last six games, I'm not sure they're averaging 20 points a game. They've had some really low point totals in the last six games. That's why I had complete faith going into this game that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to go win in Foxborough. The Patriots against the Dolphins and Jets and Bills and Bengals and those teams – it's been real easy for them, yeah. as it is everybody. They've had a soft schedule. But when they have played teams that are currently in first place in their division, the Ravens, the Texans, and the Chiefs, they have not won against young quarterbacks. Yep. Deshaun Watson in his third year. Patrick Mahomes in his third year and second as a starter. Lamar Jackson in his second year. The Patriots can't beat good teams. 
And that's what we're finding out here. Yeah, they could beat the Cowboys. Yeah, sure. But how about this, Steve? I know that there were some officiating errors, but on both sides. And I know that Patriots fans can sit there and say, well, we had the Nikhil Harry touchdown wiped off the board. Oh, they had the fumble that it would have been a touchdown. Let's just leave it at this. The Patriots were playing the terrible, terrible Chiefs defense, the the run defense. They can't stop anybody. 30th in the league. Bashad Breeland, oh, he can't stop anybody. The, the defense is terrible. Well, Tom Brady throws for 184 yards, a lot of that late on their final drive. They only rush for 94 yards. They win the turnover battle. They are at home in Foxborough in December. Tom Brady, you've got him on your team. You've got Bill Belichick at coach. You block a punt, and they don't even get to 20 points. And they Tom, scored 16 and points. Tom Brady has the ball in his hands with two under two minutes to go. What does he normally do under two minutes? He wins. He wins. Did he win this time? No, I don't think. No. No, they didn't win. No. I just think that we've got to start giving this Chiefs team some more credit because they are playing with confidence. And the thing that I loved, and I don't know if you loved it all that much, Steve, but when I watched this Chiefs defense yesterday, they were confident all game long. Yeah. Not only did they stuff the run, they were in the grill of Tom Brady all game long, not only tackling him, but getting up in his face after plays. You have Chris Jones right in his face. You have Frank Clark playing well. I just saw a different confidence level, a different swagger with this Chiefs team, and maybe this is the game where they start to have a little faith in themselves because there are no people in the world that as Tom Brady had the ball driving down the field, final five minutes, that thought, wow, Chiefs defense could have come up with a stop here. (laughs) No, the next thought was, okay, how much time do they need to give to have and Patrick can, Mahomes get can, back down the can field. the Chiefs win in overtime? That's what we were thinking. Right. There's nobody that thought, okay, they're going to find a way to stop him. One person did. Coach Kinnaman. Coach Kinnaman. He had faith, but had, there, had, were, yeah. there were not many people. That's right. He, said, he kept saying, they're not going to give up a touchdown. They will not give up a touchdown. All I know is when I saw Brashad Breeland covering a guy one-on-one in the corner, didn't I didn't feel good. Wanna, I didn't even want to watch. But Brashad <laughs> Breeland also had an interception. That's on right. An absolutely horrible pass. A rookie mistake-looking pass by Tom Brady, who... They, the Patriots made some uncharacteristic mistakes for them yesterday. Bill Belichick challenging the first down ruling on that one sequence there, and then an offensive pass interference, and losing both of them, yeah. meaning that they couldn't challenge later in the game right. when Nikhil Harry stepped out of bounds, and then they could say, oh, well, we got screwed out of well, a touchdown. Well, score! You're playing the bad Chiefs defense, and you have first and goal at the three. To Tom Brady's credit... He did not say one thing against the officials. He came out today and said, hey, we've gotten calls. We've gotten calls against us. They all even out at some point. And, and yes, the Patriots got, you know. And they were burning timeouts at bad points. Yeah. They were rattled. Yeah. Josh they were Mc- rattled. Josh McDaniel, the only two plays that really worked for New England all day were trick plays. Right. They ran a flea flicker for a touchdown, and then James White, they were sweeping James White, and he threw it up the field for about 36 yards. You take away those two plays, that's that's like that's like 100 and all but about 130 yards of their offense for the game. Their five biggest plays, the flea flicker, the running back pass, two defensive pass interferences, and then a Tom Brady scramble on fourth down. For 17 down. yards where you could hear him creaking down the field. That's it. That's yeah. all they could do against, against the Chiefs. Against the bad Chiefs defense. So, I feel confident, Steve, as a Chiefs fan, 
that game gives you life. You don't go to New England and win in December. But you know what they have to face this week? The franchise. Drew Locke. Drew Locke. <laughs> I like to make fun of the Denver Broncos a lot, especially this year. And I'll be honest, I felt bad for them first couple of games. Yeah. You've got Joe Flacco back there. Boy, he sure is tall. He's a tall quarterback. Statue. He's solid. Then you go to the mighty, mighty Arkansas Razorback, Brandon Allen. Throw him out there. Oh, Brandon Allen, big time. And then Drew Locke. Hey, he looked good yesterday. They pummeled Houston. They did. That was amazing. And Coach Stratman thinks he's got a franchise quarterback now. But you know what's going to happen when they go to Arrowhead this week, right? Yeah. They're going to be sacking Drew Locke like crazy. (laughs) And the thing is, here's the thing that, does worry me, though. The Chiefs don't have to win another game. They're in the playoffs. They've won the division. They have won. The, they've already won the division. Is, are they like, the what, the first team or second team? Baltimore won the division yeah, yesterday, Baltimore too. Baltimore won their division. So, the Chiefs, they know in the back of their mind, you know, they don't – these games really don't matter. Well, now they do because you know what they're playing for. Well, I know. they're A try, bye. They're trying to get a bye, but I just don't think it's going to happen because I think – don't the Patriots have, like – they have, like, the Jets and somebody left. They still play the Bills, which they could That's, lose. Yeah, they could. And then the Bengals and the Dolphins. Yeah, so hey. so New England's going to – well, but Kansas City would own the tiebreaker. Exactly. But Chiefs only, went out, Patriots lose once, Chiefs are at home and, and they, get a bye. They need that bye. They really need that bye. Because you look what the Chiefs do now that they're getting healthy. They're, they're getting healthier every game. And uh, I was glad to see Spencer Ware back. You know, one guy that's not healthy is – Every they, running back on the Chiefs? Yeah, the two Williamses are both hurt. But I always felt bad when they didn't bring Spencer Ware back because I think he is a solid professional, and I trust the ball in his hands. I think when you have Spencer Ware and Shady McCoy, I know Shady runs the ball with like it's a loaf of bread, but I like having two veterans that have been through the battles out there in the backfield. What a fun win, Steve. Oh, it was great. It was, a, it was, was stressful. Spine tingling. It was stressful. Yes, it was. It took a year off of my life. How many off of yours? Well, I don't have hardly any left, so if it did, I'm I'm about at the end. <laughs> you got to bill them for that. Say, That's hey, right. stop doing that That's to me. That's right. Aren't you ready for that to happen again here in a couple weeks? Oh. You know they'll play a playoff game just like that. Oh, yeah. Whether it's in Foxborough or, or anywhere, yeah. it's going to be just like that. Yeah. All right, Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, college football playoff. Okay. Final four teams. Okay. They're out. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve Sell. Yes, sir. Are you excited for the college football playoff? The I Final am. Four teams? I am because I, I think you got uh, four big time programs. I think you have, I do think uh, three of the teams deserve to be there. I'm not sure about the fourth. Um, that four spot was always kind of up in the air all year, Steve. But we no. Can, but can, I, can, you, can you give me a little credit? Well, you said a month ago. Yeah, you said. I said you know who the fourth team is going yeah, to be, right? Yeah, the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, the college football playoff came out and said, "Oh no, they're not any good. They lost to Kansas State. They're done. Write them off." But I said, guys, it's going to work out. Yeah. 
Well, you Utah knew, can't hang you in knew there. That Oklahoma or Alabama, even though Alabama had two losses, you know, I was I don't know what Alabama ended up in the in the final rung of things. Who'd they get in the bowl game, by the way? I didn't even see who they drew. I them. haven't seen Alabama's matchup yet. Well, I know K State got Navy. That came out. Yeah, I didn't like I didn't love that matchup. But no, I don't either. Anyway, going back to the final four teams, Steve, I was I, I'm happy with how it turned out. Yeah. I really think that the selection committee got it right. And for the most part, throughout this entire process, since it became the Final Four, I think they have gotten it right over and over and over again. I think LSU being the one was the correct choice. Definitely. How they ever dropped out of one to begin with, to me, was... I didn't understand that. I saw an interesting stat that Dabo Sweeney was talking about with his team that he said, this is the first time since 1966 that a team has started the year as the number one team, won all their games and drop to number three, Yeah, I think the Ohio State-Clemson matchup is going to be just terrific. I think Clemson is a very good football team. I think that Ohio State is very good. But I'll say this for my Oklahoma friends. I think that this is the best matchup that Oklahoma could have had. Really? With LSU. I think that when you have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, who has played against LSU before, yeah. he knows what they're doing. LSU scores points, but... They also give up some points. They'll give up some yards. And in the big games they've played, they've given up some points this year. I think that, not that I think any of the matchups are great for them, but I think that this LSU matchup is a better matchup for them than maybe Clemson. I think it's a better matchup for them than Ohio State. Ohio State does not give up a ton of points. Alabama drew Michigan, by the way, in the Camping World Stadium Bowl in Orlando. That'll be ugly. But anyway, I think that OU... Against LSU, has a chance. But I think LSU is really, really good. And when you just compare the matchups and and the side-by-side resumes with them and Ohio State, it is really difficult to pick Ohio State over LSU because of what LSU has done against those top five, top eight teams that they've played over and over again this year. And then this weekend, or excuse me, Ohio State struggled with Wisconsin while LSU went to Atlanta an hour away from where Georgia calls home and pummeled Georgia, who was the number four team. I think they made their statement and deserve to be number one. Am I deducing that you are picking LSU to be the college football champion? I don't know about that yet. Oh, okay. I think they'll beat OU. Oh, yeah. But I think, I think, I think OU's best draw would have been Clemson. See, I'm not sold on Clemson. I am. Because I think Clemson beats they, Ohio boy, State. Boy, their, their schedule has been like Charmin. It's too Yeah, but solid. look at what they've done against it. They have massacred every team that has been thrown in front of them. And I get that it's the ACC and, ooh, Virginia. Ooh, yeah. they're, they're, they're real scary. Well, how, how, ooh, Florida how, State. Well, how often in a in a champ, conference championship game is a team a 30-point favorite? When they won by 45. Well, they covered. But still, what does that tell you about the rest of the conference? It's not good. It stinks. The, I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday, Steve, and talking about the ACC and saying, the ACC has so many traditionally good programs that are in trouble. That are all just tanking right now. Right. You look at Georgia Tech, who Ugh. forever has been very consistent. Yep. Eight or nine wins. They're running the triple option. They're not running the triple option anymore. They don't have and Paul Johnson anymore. And they're not winning. Yeah. You look at Florida State. How Ugh. good has Florida State been over the last fifty years, except for this last two year stretch where they've been terrible? Yeah, ever since Jimbo left, they're awful. Miami. Miami is terrible right now. They lost to the losers next door at Florida International earlier this year. The U. The U's upside down right now. There are so many programs in that conference that are just so down. But part of that is because 
Clemson has been so good that they have become all of those programs combined. They are winning every recruiting battle. They are just dominating everybody. And I really do like this Clemson team over Ohio State. Quarterback play, it's similar. I I think that Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are both extremely good. I think the running backs are as good. But I don't think Clemson's defense gets enough credit. Well, I'm going to tell you who I'm picking. Okay. I'm going Ohio State. To win it all? To win it all. Ohio State's really good. The player that's going to make the difference, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. He's going to be the difference maker. What about K.J. Hill? He's pretty good, too. The pride of Little Rock, Arkansas. Well, I don't know about that. But anyway, I think Ohio State. Now, Ohio State had a glitch on Saturday against Wisconsin. And they've had some They've had a few glitches. They were down 21-7 at the half. And then what they do? They came out and scored like, what, 27 straight points or something well, like that? Well, pretty much every point of the second half. Yeah, I don't even know what the final was. I, I just know they ran. Went, it was 34-21. Yeah. And it was 21-7 at the half. And But you have to remember, they'd beaten that Wisconsin team by like, what, 59 earlier this year or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But Oklahoma, they found a way to get there, Steve. Yeah, they did. I've been telling you for a month, all these Oklahoma fans that are sitting there going, oh, we're not going to make it. What a tough time. Oh, can't believe it. There was no doubt. There was no doubt they were going to get in, even if Utah had won against Oregon on Friday night. But they weren't going to. No, we nobody that. believed in Utah. No. So and o- but OU barely beats Baylor. But I, mean, but I think Baylor's a good team. Steve. Baylor is good. Their only losses were to Oklahoma this year, and both games they probably should have won. Okay, let me ask you this. Let's hear it. Baylor was one and eleven two years ago. Three years was it? Three years ago? Yeah, they were really bad. KU had the same record. Baylor is now eleven and one. KU still now really bad. Oh, it's a bad game to play. So, so, so. I mean, I know they have the advantage in the recruiting, being in Texas, but how do you turn around that fast? And KU can't turn. They Does turn they around. Have a good KU coach. Turn. KU had a horrific coach for the last five years. Well, I know, but still, I mean, Matt Rule. It's not like he's a household name down at Baylor. But now he, he is. Well, he's starting to become one. Steve, this is maybe a, a longer conversation for another day, but would you be a fan of an eight-team playoff? I still really like four I like in four. college football. I like four. I just don't think you need to prolong it any longer. Get the best four. You can pretty much figure it out. Somebody's going to get left out. They're going to get the number one bowl game outside. But this year it worked out well. It did. Georgia was and, the and, five. And the reason was because Alabama lost two games. That's what right. made everything work out. Alabama finished as the number 13 team. Which says a lot. Wow. No, they didn't play in a conference championship game, and so but, they didn't but, have a but, chance to move But I'll guarantee you, you think all 12 of those teams ahead of them could beat them? I don't know if any of I them don't know would. If it, on a given day, I don't Right. Think, yeah. All right, Steve. If Tua stays healthy, Alabama's in the playoffs. I'll just say that. Well, not at two losses, but. They wouldn't have lost two if Tua didn't got hurt. Well, they wouldn't have lost the last one. That's right. All right, Steve. One more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You are listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 
Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, a lot to do this week. Busy yep. week. Busy week. Basketball's in full bloom. Yep. Fun fun they, night on Friday night inside the roundhouse. Yeah, it really was. Uh, girls played about as perfect a game as you could play. Uh, the boys went up against a very experienced Andover team that they lost to last year. The Bullpups basically with one starter and one top reserve back from last year. And really, if you take away the first five minutes of the game, that's about a four-point, three-point game. So the Bullpups just weren't ready at the get-go because, you know, and- Andover came out. Andover would have beat anybody on Friday the way they shot the basketball. And I kept hearing some Andover people in the – you know, now we're down on the floor. You can hear a lot more. They were going, we want Andover Central. Bring us Andover Central. We want we want Xavier. We want, we want, we want the Jaguars. Well, now it's time for – the Bullpups, to go see Andover Central. Yeah. And both teams had really good wins over May wow, South on Friday good. night. Tremendous. So Tuesday, tomorrow night, on the road, it is going to be a hostile environment at Andover Central. The jungle, as they like to call it. Yeah. Man, it's going to be a big we one there. A, and then we, down Friday to Derby. We haven't played a game in Andover Central in quite a while. It's been I can't remember the last time. 2011 or 12. Yeah, I was going to say six or seven years since we've been down there. So, so a busy week, Steve. Yeah. Tell the people where to go find all the stories. BigKansasOnline.com. I think we have, do we have home wrestling, home opener this week? I think we do, maybe. At some point. I think it's on Thursday, maybe. Smokey and uh, Chapman, I think, come here. There you go. Yeah. Wrapping up today. Great job today, Steve, by the way. great. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell. I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Brown Shoefit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.